Gray, a John Maxwell Certified Leadership Coach. Welcome to Life, Love, and Leadership, where we discuss everything pertaining to life, love, and leadership. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Life, Love, and Leadership. I'm Tom Ray, and joining with me on the line is Aaron Wilburn of Ensuring Change. Hi, Aaron. Hello there. How's it going, Tom? I'm doing great, thank you. Uh, So glad to have you on today's podcast, and I'm looking forward to the next few moments as we get to share together. And, uh, and and folks get to understand what you do and, and what you're all about. But before we begin, we always start off the show with an attitude of gratitude. And for me today, I'm thankful for AI and, uh, uh, you know, uh, artificial intelligence is what it stands for and uh, things of the like, uh, G, uh, chat GPT and so many others that are out there that have just become a tool to me that I've been using uh, as of late. And, um, you know, probably we will feature a podcast on that in the, in the coming future. But, um, but that's what I'm thankful for today. Um, hopefully it doesn't uh, disrupt a lot of people and, and kick them out of their line of work. But um, I'm really excited about what it can do and uh, what it is doing for me and my ministry and company. Aaron, so what's something that you're thankful for today? Um, For me, I think for the most part um, in life, I'm thankful for the faith that I kind of walked into, um, but more so my network, right? Like I think we met in one of those networking venues and being, this is my first guest opportunity for a podcast, right? So like that doesn't happen if I don't show up in certain rooms. So very thankful for the network that I've been developing. And uh, I'm thankful for you and having you on the show today. So this is awesome. Um, So as uh, Aaron alluded to, uh, we met at a networking group, um, the Troy Chamber of Commerce, actually. And uh, so I was just fascinated by um, his uh, 30-second pitch. Uh, for what he does. And, um, and and so I was inspired by that. And, and so I invited him to be a guest on the show. Uh, as you know, we like to feature uh, guests who have inspiring stories. But before we begin with that, let's let's find out, Aaron, who is Aaron Wilburn? <laughs> Honestly, I'm just like probably a hyper energetic individual who just loves to people and connect to people. Um, I've learned that that is very much my superpower and leaning into that very heavily and hard to like, hopefully, right, like as I turn my life around. I grew up in Detroit, so the world that I'm walking into now is not the world that I knew and just trying to make the best of it. Can you give us a little background on your your (laughs) early story? So I was born originally in Arkansas. I came to Michigan when I was nine years old, so in 1999. Um, And life was just honestly, different right like our um east side of detroit so all of the stereotypes and the stories that you kind of hear about what life is like growing up there like just living through it and watching it and just all of that so by the time i was 18 i lived in 25 different houses right so there's no stability in my life um my mom never got past the third grade reading level so i'm in elementary school helping her with job applications unemployment applications just just about reading anything to her. Um, My sister's just a year younger than me. So, you know, I remember so many times we don't have food, but we'd ask a neighbor for maybe five bucks. And I can tell you every time we got that five bucks, how it was allocated, right? So 
I would skip eating as long as I could. Um, video games help with that, right? Like you go into this virtual world and you can forget about reality for a moment. Um, and it was just so it was, it was just a lot. I think when I turned 18, um, my brain was as simple as we grew up with absolutely no money. Banks have all the money. I want to go work at a bank and just learn how to make money, right? So that was kind of like as simple as it got for me. And then God kind of interfered at so many points in my life and kept taking me down the next path. What's one thing you learned from all that? Or or actually, uh, I'd like to know, what's one thing you don't want to take forward from what you experienced growing up? Um, what I don't want to take forward is limiting yourself to your environment because that is the most toxic thing, right? Like I grew up poor. That doesn't mean I have to be poor for the rest of my life. That doesn't mean I have to act poor for the rest of my life. So like that, I think that has been something that took me entirely too long to comprehend and understand. Um, I think there's been some blessings that I've blocked myself from because I wasn't ready to take that uncomfortable next step and going down, you know, the development path. Um, they say you shouldn't reject change because like, right, change is just a constant. So for me, I'm now more so in an elevated mind state to where I can accept and embrace what has to come of me. Yeah, that's powerful. You know, uh, uh, the Bible, amongst other things, uh, challenge us in our thinking. And and uh, one scripture comes to mind and says, as a man thinketh, so is he, right? Or uh, mm -hmm. another one that you hear in the public sector is if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. You're right. And and so I think that um, you, you know a lot of that plays on us, and and we look around at the individuals to the left or right of us and go, well, what's different with that person? How come that person's succeeding and I'm not, and we're doing the same thing? Well, it's usually all about the mindset. <laughs> and Absolutely. On the head, and and that's powerful. And, and congratulations uh, to you and, and your journey that you're on. So. Uh, you have this ensuring change uh, here. And, and so what's the backstory on that? And uh, where does that bring us today with it? I started ensuring change as a nonprofit. And the reason being, um, I just wanted to try to make a difference. I told myself when I was a 16-year-old kid sitting in Detroit, one of the thought processes I always had was, has Nobody ever made it out of the city and became successful. And if so, why has nobody ever came back and showed us how to do it as well? And that was like, as a kid, that was one of my prevailing thoughts constantly, constantly. So I made a promise to myself that the moment I figured out what it takes to be successful in this world, I was going to go back and share that information with the youth in those areas. Um, so I got into the insurance world, commercial insurance. However, the way I was required to sell insurance um, didn't align with the brand that I was creating for myself. So after separating tires with that agency, I decided to start my own nonprofit. And then, so the premise is me going and talking to these kids that the people are either afraid to get in front of or just ineffective when they are in front of them and telling them everything that I wish somebody would have came and told me when I was a kid to help them turn their mindset around and realize like, oh, that's achievable for me, right? But like nobody's going to want you in a room with them if this is the way you behave or this is the thought process that you have. And so like I'm watching them. It's like eight to 12 weeks, depending on what we agree upon. Um, but I watch them each week take on the concepts. I bring in real world concepts, help them understand. And then they earn money by their 
by contributing their points and like thought process to it. So I'm helping them really get critical in their thinking process, right? The world is what it is. Here's how you can fit in based on your personality style, your strengths, your gifts, and things of that nature. Um, we helped one of the kids launch a clothing line. So I'm constantly running him back and forth to connections to make sure we can keep moving it down the path. So he's going into his senior year, going to basically sell hoodies to his classmates. So I'm going to hit him with a goal. And if you can hit this goal as well as a GPA, then we'll make sure we take you to the next steps. Wow. That's that's really, really cool. Uh, you know, I, I can tell you countless times I'm, I'm a musician and an artist uh, musically. And, uh, you know, I remember the early years we were um, handwriting uh, biographies for ourselves, you know, for the band and sending them off to the AR uh, record uh, companies and, and things like that. And I'm sure that they were just taking this looking at what is this stuff? In <laughs> but we didn't know any better. And, 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 and you they would send us a, a letter back and saying, thanks, but no thanks, you know, we're good kind of thing. Not not anything rude, but they wouldn't give us any tips on what to do and to, to make it better. And, and so, mm -hmm. um, you know, what you're talking about doing is not only coming back and, and sharing uh, what you know, but you're, you're there, you know, walking them through the journey, provided they, they want to take this journey. And uh, yeah, go ahead and share more about that, if you would. Um, like, so like throughout it is the first, the eight week course is just designed to get them out of the poverty mindset. Cause like, that's all it is, right? Like one of the things we determined was poverty is not a condition. It is really a mindset. Cause at any given point, you can wake up today and decide to be somebody different than who you've been your entire life. So just helping them walk through that. And then we do a boardroom um, scenario and that they get to take control of a billion dollar corporation. So the Amazons, the Googles of the world, and then they're the C-suite executives for these organizations. They have to come up with an initiative. They got to, the C CFO got to create the budget. How much can they make? How much is it going to cost? And then the COO has to look within the organization to find out how to implement the plan. So once they present that, my question to them is, so now that you just put yourself in those positions, why can't you achieve that position in real life? And they're looking at each other like, and I like the real reason is, right? Like think of Facebook, 80,000 people were working at Facebook. That means everybody was going to school to get a four-year degree, like computer science to go call Mark Zuckerberg, their leader and work for his organization. This 80,000 people are gonna wanna follow your leadership, right? Like, no, right? Like, and that's one of the things where you need to understand who you are and you turn your ideas into something profitable, right? Like that's the world we live in now. Whatever idea you have, you can now literally create. Science has allowed us to be able to do that. I really challenge people <clears throat> to, to live from a perspective of abundance rather than a perspective of lack. We may not have what we want or need at the moment, but if we live from that perspective of lack, we'll always have lack. So if we can live from a perspective of, of abundance, and a, a word that I always hate to hear is, is uh, uh, we don't have a budget for that. Because that just puts a pin in it and says, it's done. It's not going to happen. All right. But if I have a vision, if I have a goal, if I have a dream, somehow, some way, it's going to come to pass if I keep pursuing it and not put negative dominant thoughts in my mind that says that it's not going to happen or it can't work. 
Mm -hmm. So continuing with that abundance mindset. And and it's hard to think that way when, you know, your lights are getting ready to shut off, you know. (laughs) It's hard to think from that perspective, but but we have to shift our mindset in in order to to grow past where we are and to believe uh, that the best is yet to come for us. Absolutely. I think one of the biggest things I talk to them about more specifically um, during these courses, because I really have to hammer out as the hip hop music, right? Like I grew up with listening to rap. I grew up so much listening to it. I went down the music aspect as well and was a rapper for a little bit. Um, but like, it's just one of those things where like, if you listen to the actual words that are being portrayed in the music, it's not really promoting a productive lifestyle for you. And they, those are right. Like we live in an area where so many of us grow up without fathers. So you talk about single parent households. And any young man who's growing up without a dad is going to look to some man that he can see himself being and idolize him. Mm-hmm. So I think the NBA has done an amazing job and like the leadership of the players there. But that's also not a realistic career for these kids as well. So every kid, I, every school or class I walk into, all the kids want to be rappers, NBA players or actors. And I got to take them from that and like educate them on the reason you want to do that. It's because those are the only places that you see successful black men. And right. So like once they kind of like some of them grasp it, some of them don't and they think I'm crazy. But like the ones that grasp it are like, huh. All right. Like they go home. It's it's one hour every week. So right. Like two weeks later, they might might finally realize certain things like, huh, I don't see black men in the other spaces. So helping them now gravitate. You can be this person in that space. I tell them, I was like, you guys love Nike so much. The kids who started the hoodie, I was like, if somebody can have an Under Armour hoodie, that doesn't stop them from having your hoodie. You making money does not take money out of somebody else's pockets. There's enough money in this world for all of us to be successful. If you just was willing to grind it out and get yourself in position and be noticed. So, hmm. you know, I remember a quick story. Uh, my, my son, uh, he was really passionate about basketball at one point in his life. And, you know, he wanted to be in the NBA and all of that kind of stuff. And, and at that particular time, I, I was in relationship with the chaplain for the Pistons. And, mm-hmm. and so I was able to take my son with me uh, to a Bible study that uh, the chaplain was holding. And uh, in that process, we got to meet Chauncey Billup and, and, uh, and, uh, I don't know, the Fab Fab Four and, and all of that. And we got to sit through that game uh, from, you know, like the uh, main floor area. And it was just a fantastic experience for him uh, just to encourage that in him. And mm-hmm. we know that, you know, getting in the NBA is like hitting the lottery, you know. And, and so uh, but it was it was a way to inspire him and to show him that that uh, one thing I was trying to show him is that there's faith in in professional sports and, and that um, there's a, a part of that that uh, is important in our lives, obviously. It was all to inspire him and encourage him. But now he's he's uh, he shifted professions. He's actually qualified. His name is Ricky, by the way, my son, oldest son. Uh, he's actually qualified to run in the Boston Marathon um, coming up. So he runs about 
15 miles uh, about a day. Uh, <laughs> he's a beast. Um, and so, you know, I run around the block and then I push it back under the bed and lay back down. Um, but uh, for him, he actually runs about 15 miles a day. So uh, plus he has a full time job. So uh, he's hustling it and uh, he's very passionate about what he does. But I, I said all that to say that um, I did that to inspire my son. Uh, to uh, let him know that that he doesn't have to be a victim of a circumstance and and um, have to be um, confined within the box that society or even sometimes we as parents attempt to put him in uh, and and so he can grow beyond that and and so uh, can you tell us a little more maybe uh, some further success stories uh, uh, even if it's just a, a change of mindset that you've been able to accomplish um for myself or for one of the kids i work with uh, share both <laughs> um so right like one of the kids uh it's a 15 year old kid and we sponsored a pitch competition so they went on stage it was like a first second and third place prize but his pitch his dream business was to be a mobile mechanic and like, so I'm coming in, like thinking like, what would inspire a kid to want to aspire to be that? And so his story was three years ago when he was 12, his mom's car broke down and she was without a car for a week. So she lost her job. And obviously being in Detroit, it's an area where that happens all too often. So he taught himself how to fix a car so he can fix a car. I was like, could you take one apart? He was like, absolutely. I was like, could you build one from scratch? He was like, I'd never be able to afford the parts, but I'm sure I could. I was like, okay. So, like, let's just understand what your gifts, your skill sets are and understand where you're limiting yourself. I was like, you, if you invested in yourself and went to college for four years, you could be an automotive engineer, which gives you a six-figure salary working for any automotive company, you know, out there. But instead, what you're going to do, you're limiting yourself to a truck, a trailer, and driving around a neighborhood that can't pay you anything more than a pack of cigarettes and a case of beer. Because I was like, we all know a neighborhood, Leroy who had all this potential but wasted it because he didn't quite understand how to utilize it. And he just stood, sat there and looked at me. I was like, but you will need to learn to articulate yourself better because nobody knows the information you have up here until you start articulating it out, right? Like getting it out. And so he's just kind of like, look, and I was just like, that's like, I was like, it's honestly as simple as that. I was like, you can take those talents, learn the automotive industry and be the next Elon Musk, design your own car. I was like, there's no limitations to what you can do your mindset is always going to be what limits you from moving forward. Um, so for me, it's also the very same thing, um, right? Like I was in insurance and my mindset prevented me from quote unquote behaving like a typical insurance agent. I was like, I felt like if I had to limit myself to that, then I don't think that I will be able to impact the kids in the right way because I've conformed to somebody else's expectations of what I should be, as opposed to reaching out and striving and chasing my dream. So the nonprofit is essentially me turning my life, my lifestyle into a business, sharing my story with these kids and being able to get them into any room that I can get into and helping them see the connections that they need to make. That's powerful. Um, how many kids are you reaching right now? Um, so Right now we're in summertime, so I'm trying to launch up and load up. I got quite a few meetings coming in. I said when school starts, I want to be in as many classrooms and schools as possible. Um, so there's a Detroit public school that I'm trying to have an after school program with. 
and that's every day. So like in that time frame, um, trying to also be aware that I am one man, but um, the classes are going to be 10 students for the eight weeks and up to 15 students for the 12 week program. And that's just so I can make sure I can get to each one. Cause when we end the program, everybody ends it with a vision board. This is what we talked about. This is what you said your dreams were. These are the steps you're going to take every day to get there. Right. Like, and as long as you continue to pour into your dreams, it will pour back into you at some point. Um, but as of right now, total impact, I did about 70 kids a day when I went to the Detroit Public School. And that's just because I stayed in that class all day and talked to each um, class that came in. Um, finished up with the foster home, which had nine boys in there. Um, so about just under 80 students total. That's awesome. Uh, do you have an inroad with uh, Detroit Public Schools right now? Not the district itself. Um, my sixth grade teacher is a vice principal at one of the schools. So I know he's very passionate about wanting these kids to do better, see better, and inspire them to be better. Um, so he's kind of been my um, resource to being able to get into that school and just talking to those kids. Uh, let's just say, <clears throat> like I was telling you about that competition that I sponsored, it, it's just, you know, very slow moving in the school zones. I think nonprofits and schools themselves don't operate as a traditional business. So deadlines and, you know, that on the money, like doing things as it comes, isn't necessarily the way that it gets done. So it's a, it's a pain in the process of moving with nonprofits and other schools, but they already have the kids. And if I can just walk in, implement the course, and then being able to give these kids resources afterwards that, obviously seems to work best in me trying to develop my own or process right now. So, hmm. uh, so I, I ask because I, I know someone who might be a great connection for you. Um, so I'll um, connect with you after the show, but absolutely, you know, ask me about that. Um, but in you, I'm assuming you have a business plan and all that kind of stuff uh, prepared. Uh, so that that's great on that. So what happens as far as, um, you, you know, making the uh, the income to do this, to make this available and provide this? <laughs> that's the problem with being a nonprofit, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but as of right now, so we have, we're working with um, companies. So one of the things I noticed in the real world is organizations are having hard times hiring people. Um, the kids that I am developing, there's three different tiers. There's going to be the high achieving entrepreneurs. They can start a business right now. The 17 year old kid to start with the hoodie business. Um, there's going to be future leaders, the people that are going to further themselves in school and be prepared to like take on leadership roles in the future. And then there's going to be the kids that may not be happy with what's around them, but don't aspire to much. So if I can get them in like lower, lower end, you know, $45,000, $50,000 jobs so that they can still live better than their parents or what they've seen, but not necessarily have all the pressures and expectations that the world places on people who want to achieve so much. Um, those would be like my sweet spot. So working with organizations to sponsor the classes, it is 5000 for the eight-week course, and these kids are earning money throughout that period. Um, I'm bringing in professionals, and then the companies that are sponsoring it get to be the um, have the opt-in option of sending someone, a representative from their company 
to come in and judge during the pitch competitions or judge during the boardroom meetings. And then there's $7,500 for the 12 week course. And that's where, so I'm working with one potential large business now, and they want the final four weeks themselves. They want to come in and teach the kids resume writing, interview skills, their little sales training process. And so all of those things. And so for us, um, we're open to the partnerships and making it unique to each business, as well as the organizations we work with. For example, the Detroit public schools, going to those kids is going to be different than going to kids in a foster home or a juvenile detention center. So making sure I can get it customized and giving them the lessons in a way that they will receive it. Wow. There's a lot there, right? Uh, and and uh, uh, I, your story, I mean, just genuinely, it, it inspires me. And, and, uh, and, and so I'm very encouraged by what you're doing and, and how you're going to make a difference in, in the lives of so many people and, and so many people that probably won't get back to you and say thank you uh, over the course of time. So let me be the one to say thank you for what you're doing. And, Appreciate that. Uh, how you're making a difference in the world today. Um, so do you have anything coming up in the near future? Uh, you talked about uh, maybe in the fall when school starts up, but is there something going on over the summer or is there a way that people uh, you know, the people that are listening, they have a, a young man or, or woman uh, that um, that would like to be inspired as well by ensuring change. Um, how can they get plugged in? Um, so for that, that is one of the things. Um, I ha there's no limit to the kids that we can get in front of. Um, I have learned that, right, like the mindset, the trauma that we address specifically is poverty, but trauma comes in so many different shapes, right? So that's not any mental health aspect that I don't feel like I can coach a kid past as long as I know what ails it because I've gone through quite a lot of it myself. Um, but if anybody wants to reach out and like right sign up a kid, then we can create our own list of kids. So that is something we've um, started entertaining as well. I do have a quite a, a group of kids that are ready for a course. It is just about getting the funding to be able to go ahead and implement that course. Because one of the big things that I try to teach these kids is literally what rooms you get into, how do you maneuver, how do you pitch your business, how do you connect to people, things of that nature that matter. So when I do get a company that comes in and says they can sponsor this, then that's an example that I use throughout the eight to 12 week course. Hey, this is how I got connected with that person, right? Like you can do it as well. This is how I did that. This, And so like when I bring in those real life examples and then I bring that person in to like talk to the kids like during week six, after I've gotten through all the bad habits out of them for the most part, then they're like starting to see why it's important to network, why it's okay to be vulnerable and make connections as opposed to, right? Like we have this attitude in the, and urban communities where it's like, I don't need nobody. I'm I'm good on my own. We have this shut off. You never want to, you never expose yourself or try to be vulnerable. So trying to undo all of that in a way that feels comfortable for them just means that I got to come out there and let them know what my life looked like. Sometimes I bring in my duffel bag that I grew up with because every time we moved, whatever we could fit in there was all we really had. So like when I share them with that, I was like, this is how bad it was for me. And I can continue to like lean into this and say, life isn't fair because I grew up as this kid, or I can put on a suit, know which room to go into and know how to make connections with people and promote my business. So mm. how can people get in touch with you? Um, through our email. So you can email us at info at Um, My cell phone number is 313 
587-7193. And it can be as like the email that you send back could be as simple as, hey, I would like some help or hey, I think we can help. And I've been going um, to meetings after meetings after meetings. Some meetings are very fruitful. Some meetings, obviously, you know, you realize we can't really help each other. But for the most part, I am open to all the connections. That's great. And and I think I mentioned earlier, but is there anything coming up specifically uh, in the near future uh, for people to rally behind or get uh, plugged into? Um, there's a Troy Chamber Jam session in July 14th. Um, those are kind of where I give my biggest updates. And that's just in regards to you get a minute to like kind of speak in regards to what's going on. I do have a group of kids that are waiting to start a class now. So if there's any businesses out there that would like to sponsor the next one, we can have a conversation and they right like there's a co-branding aspect in regards to your company's getting the awareness. Um, you could possibly be developing your next employee within these courses. Um, so at any point, any company wants to get involved, I can create a class. I'm hoping to have one maybe a sponsor for the, in the next couple of weeks for this one class. But like I said, there's no shortage on kids that want to learn how to make money, so to speak. Hmm. Well, that's powerful. Um, uh, so a uh, sidebar for a second. So uh, my my band uh, that I had for 20 years. Uh, oh, wow. That was uh, we, we did rock rap. Uh, <laughs> and we ended up in the hip hop space for quite a quite a, a long season. And it was interesting and, and doing that kind of set us apart from so many others. And it gave us tons of opportunities to to play on stages that we probably wouldn't have been able to play on uh, because we would have just been one of the other groups that sound like the other groups and, and so uh, just had exactly rap uh, rock funk jazz kind of um, uh, jam sound that that uh, people um, really dug <clears throat> and um, uh, in the later part um, I ended up taking over that helm of of spitting the lyrics, <laughs> and uh, um, so that became a little more alternative at that point because uh, you know I didn't quite have the 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 hip hop flow, um, but it was good. It was good, but it was not just not in that genre. But uh, you know I leaned more to the rock side of things, so. Uh, Are you guys still in existence? You guys still together? No, we we actually did a reunion concert, uh, but we did that back uh, last summer, and okay. we, we actually took second place and battled the bands for that. Um, nice. So and uh, you know, and it was just we had been in retirement for sixteen years, um, <laughs> and we came out and uh, and there it was. So. It was pretty did, cool, and we had a good did time. That it. Did that adrenaline like come pump, pumping back through you guys again? Yeah, like, man, absolutely. I missed days. I totally loved it, and and I would uh, do it more often. Um, you know, if there is a, a market for it, and you know, I, you know, because I don't want to do it just for me. Um, you know, I want to do it so I can impact people and. Uh, you know, absolutely with the message and so that's what it was all about before uh but i'm certainly busy enough that i don't need to add one more thing to my plate but uh you know if the need arose you know i consider uh checking that out so uh but um did you ever do any recording 
Um, yeah, I got quite a uh, bit of music recorded, um, gone on stage. It was like, right, like, I, I think the lifestyle um, took me too far down south mentally. So I think that's one of the things I try to educate the kids on. Like, right, like, if you can make music, you can make music. Nobody can take that talent from you. However, the influences and the powers that be in those spaces will definitely make you question your morals and you you're willing to do certain things to fit in and make money in certain spaces so for me it just wasn't worth it enough and that's why i was able to like walk away and keep my dignity intact but i've seen a lot of people do a lot of things and i'm like huh sure thing yeah uh you know i, I we hold a, a leadership think tank every monday morning at 8 a.m uh to 9 a.m um, and that is to, uh, you know, anybody, any leaders uh, who want to be a, a part of that. Uh, it's just a room where we, um, an open forum, somebody comes with something and we, we uh, provide a mastermind for it. Um, mm. if, if the collective group don't have anything to share, then I always bring something to the table if, if there's not anything else. And and then I, uh, you know, may do a little bit of coaching as we move along uh, through that hour. But uh, anyway, through that, we just talked about this past week uh, about the um, uh, about having the right mindset, as we talked about before and and uh, thinking correctly and having stability uh, in our um, in our growing process and being someone not not only that is stable ourselves, someone that people uh, that others can rely on, but instilling that in others and, and helping them to be stable. You know, you mentioned just a while ago, you know, uh, when you were growing through your process, you wanted to bring that back to show others how it was done. And, and so I think too often we've not gone back to share how it's done and, and, and you know, it, it's unfortunate that a lot of people have to reinvent the wheel when, uh, you know, we've already been there done that and bought the t-shirt, right? And so, um, and so I, I, it's in those, those moments that uh, we, can, we can begin to grow to another level. And, and even, and, and listen, I, I, I just posted this today too. Um, the way we retain what we learn is by sharing what we've learned. Oh, I like that. Right. And, and so, uh, that is the, the mission that we should all be on. Um, I've shared this, that we've been given, uh, a, a particular gift. And here's something you can share with, with your kids. This, and this is a bonus free of charge. Um, uh, each person has been gifted. Each person is as unique as their fingerprint, right? They've been given a gift and a talent, but typically because the talent becomes easy for us, we don't place any value on it, right? And, and so it, it's important to know that what you've been given is important, but not for you, it's important for others. Uh, so if you look in the construct, uh, construct of the body, you know, there's the finger, the, the hand, the, the head, the neck, and all of those kinds of things. 
each of those things play a part in the body. And we can't all be heads, we can't all be hands, but um, we can be our part of the body and do it well. And, and that's the specific people that we can reach out to and connect with. We can connect with other hands and connect with other heads, right? And, uh, and, and that's where uh, we can thrive in our particular perspective uh, industries uh, and talents. And, and so, yeah, that, there you go. That's food for thought. <laughs> That's actually pretty dope. I'm like, I got to like write this down legit, find a way to incorporate this. Cause that does, it makes a lot of sense, right? Like it stung when you said it and I was just like, all righty then. Right. Like, I think one of those things that comes back, is like, you know, people give you like a compliment or a praise of something that you felt like, well, I'm just supposed to have done that. Or it just comes easily. So I don't think that like, right. Anybody can do it. And then it, it really boils down to, right? Like not everybody can do it, right? Like what Elon Musk has done. Not everybody can do it or other people would have done it. Um, so it's one of those things. I've, I've talked to a lot of people. I've even talked to a football coach recently and he was like, he coaches five and six year olds because he was like, I don't talk to teenagers. He was like, I don't want, it's like, they don't listen for nothing. They don't. And like, for me, I'm like, I get that they can come off rough around the edges, but that's just because of what they have seen and how they believe they have to be. So, right, like that's why like over eight weeks, it takes that long for me to hammer it out of them. But once they I hammer it out, like then they're open to like, I tell them, if you focus on connections based on how somebody looks, you're already diminishing the value that that person can bring to your life. So it's a process, but it, it makes me, that puts everything into perspective. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, this has been a wonderful uh, time time with you, Aaron. And uh, is there anything else that you'd like to share? Any anything that you'd like to uh, encourage? Maybe there's a person, a young person that's watching right now, and uh, you'd like to connect with them. Uh, what would you say to them directly? Honestly, I would tell you that everything that's going on in your mind, your mental health, it's only known to you, right? Like it doesn't come to the surface. I tell these kids all the time. I was like, I grew up as poor as I did. And when I walk into a room with a suit on, nobody knows my background until we make the connection. And then I'm more than willing to share with them what life is like for me. I was like, so it is one of those things where who you think you are in your head is not how people know you to be. And so you can change that at any given day and understand what it takes for you to like, right? Like what rooms you need to walk into to make the connections you need to make. I had a kid that wanted to start a fisherman store kind of thing. I was like, he wanted to sell books. I was like, there's, I looked, I Googled it for him. I was like, there's 19 different fishermen associations in Michigan. Now all you need to do is find out how to get in those rooms and make those connections. And there's your audience. There's your clientele right there. And he was like, is that simple? I was like, it's not going to be simple because you still got to have the human connection and connect with people. But yes, it's literally that simple of knowing where to be to start your dream, your journey. So, yeah, that's powerful. And, and just like you mentioned earlier about being in the room, being at the, the Chamber of Commerce, for instance, uh, being in that room provided this connection today, and, and I'm sure you've you've had many other connections, but it's by being in a room and, and sharing your passion and sharing your heart with uh, what you're doing. And, and at one point, it's going to resonate with someone and they're going to want to uh, be a part of it in some fashion or form. And and, and so I, I hope that this uh, podcast today is, is uh, a help to you and, and inspiring for you. And not only that, but to, to 
maybe be a, a way to uh, get your message to other people that can also plug in and participate in what you're doing. Um, I think that's very powerful. And uh, so again, uh, why don't you share with us your contact info? Uh, yeah, so info at insuringchange.org. And again, my cell phone number is 313-587-7193. Um, give me a call. I answer with a lot of enthusiasm every time. So don't be afraid to like tell me what's on your mind. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Aaron. It was my pleasure to have you on this podcast today. So earlier we mentioned that the Real Leadership Company has the Leadership Think Tank happening every Monday morning at 8 a.m. And you are personally invited. So head over to realleadershipcompany.com forward slash events and click on the leadership think tank uh, icon there and register to join us on Mondays at 8 a.m. It's free of charge. So all you have to come with is, is some inspiration, uh, some, you know, if you have something to share, uh, something to uh, hash out. Uh, perhaps you're working on a book or you need uh, a mastermind group to surround you on something you're thinking about, you can join us for that. Or just come along and plug in uh, to what's already going on. Go to realleadershipcompany.com forward slash events and join us for that. Um, and also, I'm a realtor. And if you're looking to buy or sell a house, or if you just want to know the value of your house, and perhaps in the future you plan on selling, um, give me a call at 586-275-7732, or you can email me at tomrayrealtor at gmail.com. Lastly, certainly would love to hear from you and any input you might have from the discussion on the show today and maybe uh, something that Aaron said resonated with you. Uh, feel free to contact him or you can contact me at tom at realleadershipcompany.com and uh, I'd love to hear from you. Also, just want to encourage you to like on the show, to uh, comment, to share, uh, get the word out. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, I am deeply humbled and thankful for you taking the time out of your day to join us on this podcast. So thanks again for joining us today on Life, Love, and Leadership.